This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Football is back. AB is in Oakland. Le'Veon's with the Jets. OBJ and Jarvis Landry have teamed up again in Cleveland. One thing that hasn't changed, though, where I'm placing my bets this season. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to our listeners that's been good to us. That's why MyBookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. Up to $1,000 first deposit bonus. Double your first deposit. Put in $100 and MyBookie will give you an extra $100 to gamble with. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today at mybookie.ag. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. And don't forget to use the promo code CHAIR when creating your account to claim the bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Bet, win, get paid. Hey, Chris, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Yes. <laughs> Specifically in the bedroom. Do you want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed? I know you do. Well, listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach or empty. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. Wow. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Because I know you like to seize an opportunity when you see it, Chris. Oh, absolutely. If you can benefit from extra function and more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most, most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Doctor's visits are literally the worst. They're made in the U.S. of A., and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners and Chris. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code armchair, just pay $5 shipping. That is armchair, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code armchair to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Neil, the rebound. Kevin Ollie brings it up. 
Throws it across. Miller for three. Oh, he backed it in. He backed it in. And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. From oh, oh, oh the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. Welcome to the NBA, my friend. Turner sets the screen. Oh, 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 don't let him throw it down like that. Victor on the deep floor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. Welcome once again to the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook. I am your host and on the satellite once again with me, Eric Hawk, our co-host. Today's episode, we have another edition of the Colts player profiles. This is part two of a, I believe it's a three-part series. On the first episode, we cover the offensive and defensive line. And here today, we are going to be going over the wide receiver position for the Colts as well as the cornerbacks. And I'm going to now just dish it off to Hawk as he's going to be leading this episode once again like he did with the last Colts episode. So, Hawk, it's your show here today. Dive right in. I don't know what you want to start with, but we'll just go with the flow and uh, go from there. Uh, we're going to start with uh, wide receivers first and foremost. And when you start with wide receivers, you got to start with number 13, T.Y. Hilton. Um, T.Y. has two years left on his deal. This year we got him for $15 million and next year for 14 T.Y. will turn 13 in November. He's entering his eighth season. Hilton was drafted in the third round of the 2012 draft. Same draft as Luck. Um, he's always been uh, kind of – him and Luck have always been tied at the hip, so to speak. T.Y.'s post about Luck was one of the more touching things I saw and just showed how genuine his luck, love for Luck really is. And T.Y. is halfway through a Hall of Fame career, in my opinion. He's the 10th amongst active career wide receiver yards, and he's 2,000 yards ahead of Alshon Jeffrey, who was in his same draft class. It's crazy to think that in 2017 there, there was a large group of people who wanted to trade T.Y. Hilton um, amongst our miserable season. It was a weird couple of weeks before the deadline, for the record. I never wanted to trade T.Y. I love T.Y. I hope he retires a Colt. Uh, he, was a, he has a patented way of not taking the big hit, embracing his role as a leader and mentor in the locker room, uh, doing the th- same things Reggie Wayne taught him. And he talked about that some this offseason. Do you have any T.Y. Hilton thoughts? Yeah, I uh, was going to ask you, um, basically – as you just said, I, I agree with you on the Hall of Fame career front. It's amazing that you threw out that stat there, uh, that many yards ahead of Alshon Jeffrey. But uh, obviously, the, with the luck news, Jacoby's coming in to be the Colts' number one starting quarterback. Obviously, Hilton's expected to take a step back this year because he doesn't have as good of a quarterback throwing him the ball. So do you think it's going to be a significant step back, or do you still see him having a pretty decent year uh, this year? So in 2017, he had 15 catches for 966 yards. So he'd only had four touchdowns, but his yards after the catch were, were impressive. And him and uh, Jacoby have somewhat of chemistry. I think T.Y. is just kind of that player that he's going to get open. He just always finds ways to get open. And, you know, the Colts' Instagram page is lighting up of Jacoby and T.Y., you know, passes and He's just a special player, so I think, if anything, he might not get 1,000 yards, but he'd probably have a similar season to 2017, which is still good by all accounts. Yeah. All right, next up, Devin Funches. 
University of Michigan product, number 17, our big eight offensive free agent signing this offseason from the Panthers. Um, this guy's only 25 years old. We have been looking for a number two receiver for what feels like forever now, and the hope was Funches could be that guy. But now after the luck retirement, it's hard to expect them to have like a breakout year similar to Ebron's. He's six four physically dominating presence. The man's huge. I mean, when I was at those practices this preseason, he's the biggest guy. Him and uh what's his name? I got him on here. Him and Krishan Hogan are by far bigger than anybody else. So he's just a physical dominant presence. Uh, like I said, the contract he signed was one year ten million. If I had to guess, this is just a one year fill, but you know, I'm I'm kinda hope I'm wrong and he has an awesome season, but it's it's definitely gonna it definitely just got a little harder for him, I think. And he's been battling a couple injuries. I've read, but nothing that seems to think he's gonna miss game one. Yeah, I, uh, I actually traded for him on my fantasy team uh, about a month or so ago, and I was really excited. Um, I know he had that one year deal, but I thought it was gonna be a breakout season for him this season because uh, you know obviously. Uh, Andrew Luck passing you the ball, you would expect a, a lot your receiver's stats to go up. So I don't think, yeah, I, I agree with you now. I think he's most likely going to be on a one-year deal now with the Colts unless he really impresses this season. I think probably this is going to be a, a one-year stopgap for him, and he probably isn't in the long-term plans now unless like he just has a crazy breakout season. You know, and if all things considered, I hope he has a big year. It gets paid elsewhere, but I just don't know if we're going to tie up money in a long-term number two wide receiver right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, Paris Campbell, number 15, our second-round draft choice from the Ohio State. Third-team All-Big Ten, second-team All-Big Ten, first-team All-Big Ten in his last three years at Ohio State. 12 touchdowns last year with the Buckeyes, 22 years old, 4340. Um, he has the speed to definitely play in this lead. Akron, Ohio kid, friends with LeBron James. Uh, Campbell went to St. Vincent, St. Mary's in Akron where LeBron went as well. They love to support each tweet, tweeted each other, and frankly, I'm tired of it, but whatever. Um, he's practicing this week for the first time since him and Luck, I think, went out on the same day. He went out with a hamstring. He's expected to practice game four of the preseason. I, I bet we see a lot of him in the first half, if I had to guess. Maybe not because the injury. It kind of just depends where they where they think he is. But he's. I think he's our clear three. It's between him and Kane and Rogers. And I don't know. I, I, I have big hopes for this guy. So I hope he gets the three. But as we're we're pretty deep in this wide receiver group as we keep going. Yeah, shiny shiny new toy. Definitely uh, excited to see what he brings. I don't uh, didn't watch a lot of him in college, but. Um, I am excited, uh, listing off his college stats. He's obviously a very talented player. So looking forward to seeing what he can do in this Colts offense. And like you just said, I think he's, he's probably definitely the clear cut three right now in in this offense. And he's, he's got a lot of swag too. He's, he's big on Instagram. I will say yeah. next up Dion Kane, number 11. Um, he had three catches for 74 yards against the bears. Colts drafted Kane in the sixth round of the 2018 NFL Draft. Unfortunately, Kane missed all of last season after tearing an ACL in the preseason. He's looked incredible this preseason, really. Every game he has stood out and made outstanding plays, most recently a 46-yard touchdown against the Bears. Uh, Kane also played quarterback in high school, so look for uh, Reich to maybe use that at some point. He switched to receiver at Clemson, where he had three very productive years. Um, by all means, he... he that did you see that touchdown he caught against from Chad Kelly? 
No, I did not see it. I haven't really watched any of the preseason. In the middle, over a, I think it was over a linebacker, and the safety's coming up, and he just jukes the safety out of his shoes and takes it to the house. It was an incredible play. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Bowen and all the guys in India are, are raving about Kane. So, very excited to see what he's got, and maybe a diamond in the rough in the sixth round. I mean, he, we did have to wait on him for a year, but I hope he's healthy and ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Should mention he was a. Uh, Part of those Clemson teams, I said that, but he had big big catches in those games, and he he's a national champion. So next up, Chester Rogers, number 80. Uh, Rogers is entering his fourth season with the Colts, 25 years old. Uh, fun fact about Chester Rogers, he originally pursued a career as a child actor growing up. Did you wow. know this? I did not know that, no. I didn't know this either until I started doing some research. He was even in a movie with Billy D. Williams called Constellation. Billy D. Williams is, of course, Lando Calrissian, right? Yes. I'm not making yeah. that up. No, you're right. Okay, okay, perfect. Um, it seems like Rodgers has been here forever, and who knows, he may be resigned next year, but but I doubt it. He was undrafted, so he signed a one-year $3 million deal this offseason. 53 receptions last year, so for $3 million, it's pretty good production, honestly. Uh, I highly doubt he gets the 50 mark again this year just because of the quarterback change, but... If he did, I'd be very impressed, and he'll probably get more money elsewhere. Um, my friend also, my friend Phil calls him Chester the Molester when he makes big plays, so another fun fact. It's quite a name. Do you have any other thoughts on Chester? No, I just, uh, there for a while, a couple weeks last season, he was like the number one go-to guy, so... Uh, it seems like he's been here since Peyton, kind of. Yeah, I, I, when you said he's only been here for four years, I'm like, wow, it seems like it's been a lot longer than that, so... <laughs> Um, drops the ball a lot, but you know, that happened, that happened. So, uh, a lot of the guys last year dropped the ball a lot, but, uh, yeah, you know, not a bad depth depth wise. He's not a bad receiver to have. So other than T Y, all these guys I've mentioned are 25 or younger, which is crazy. Yeah. Next up, we got Zach Pascal, number 14. He's one of those guys that's a, a fringe kind of a guy, but everyone expects him to make the roster because of his uh, impact on special teams. He's 24 year old receiver who has been in several organizations before coming to the Colts in 2018. He made the roster and played the whole season last year, tallying 27 receptions and a couple touchdowns. By no means is he a bad player. He's a lot physical tools you like to see in a receiver, and he also just a big special teams guy, like I said. He's going to be a fringe guy this season, but like I said, I believe he makes the roster, and I think he'll play in some games. Yeah, definitely not going to see the amount of playing time that he saw last season because there wasn't a lot of receiver depth there and also with uh, the injuries that happened during the year. But um, I do foresee him probably making the roster again, and he's a name that a lot of people do know at this point, even though he's relatively still unknown, and that's just because he had to play a lot last season. Yeah, and then last up, I got Krishan Hogan. I think he'll be a practice squad guy at the end of the day, but he had four catches for 35 yards against the Bears. He's an Indiana kid from Warren Central, so I'm rooting for him. He only played his senior year uh, at Warren Central. He had 20 catches. That just shows you how deep they are. Yeah. First player for Marion to ever be invited to the NFL Combine, waived by the Cardinals. We picked him up, and then he tore his ACL. So he was on the IR last year. Uh, he's 6'3", and he's had some impressive. So at the worst, I think he's going to be on the practice squad. I really do. So we might see him in games. Yeah. Something about those ACLs, I tell you. I'll tell you what, they, they like to take frequently. Yeah. All right, that concludes wide receivers. Do you have any uh, lasting comments on the wide receivers? No, like you said, it's uh, not – I mean, 
in my eyes, there's not a clear cut, you know, number two receiver. I mean, they're all definitely, they're still relatively young, like you mentioned. So that's, that's definitely a plus there. Um, but you know, it's, there's a lot of good depth on this receiving court. So I'm, I'm very, I, I mean, I can't lie to you about a month or week ago, I was extremely more excited about it. Uh, now I'm not as excited, but you know, it's a new, it's a new day. We, we got to move on and, I'm excited to see what these guys can bring, especially these younger guys that haven't got a lot of playing time. Paris Campbell, Kane with the injury. So, uh, you know, I'm very interested to see who makes their mark as that clear-cut number three guy. So if you sat through the 2017 season, you saw that we had hardly anybody get open for a set. I mean, we gave a lot of shit to Brissett. The line was clearly not as good, but we all kind of saw that he could definitely play. The position wasn't too big for him, and I think – with these depths at receiver and uh, line, you're definitely going to see a little better production from Brissett, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah, so, you're you're um, setting I, – I don't – I mean, any quarterback you put into that system back in 2017, even Andrew Luck, they were going to struggle. I mean, it's just the offensive line was terrible. It, we, knew, we knew we were going to be terrible that season. So Brissett's definitely set up a lot better this time around. A great yeah. offensive line, better weapons – uh, to pass to even the tight ends as well. But, yep. um, yeah, he's if he can't, you know, at least be above average this year, um, I don't know. I don't – I just – Brissett's definitely got to – he's just got to be an average quarterback, and I still feel like the offense is going to be decent. Yeah, I agree. All right, next up, cornerbacks. Everyone's favorite position. Uh, first up, we got Pierre Desir, number 35. In March, Desir signed a three-year, $22.5 million contract with the Colts. He's 28 years old. Um, a little bit of his history here. In September of 2017, Seattle waived Desir in their final cuts. He was then claimed by the Colts to be our sixth corner. Uh, he worked his way up the death chart and eventually took Vontae Davis's job. Uh, he played well, but eventually placed on IR after a shoulder injury against the Jags. Last year, the Colts signed Desir to a one-year prove-it deal. During the season, Desir racked up 76 combined tackles, and Pro Football Focus gave him the 18th highest grade for cornerbacks last season. Last season, in a Week 13 win against the Texans, Desir helped hold Hopkins to four catches for 36 yards, the lowest of the season for Hopkins. So he's a guy that's kind of found his prime here as of late, and uh, he's ready to find a, have a big role in this team, and he's going to be our cornerback one. He'll probably be matching up against guys like Hopkins and you know other big time receivers. So let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you. Uh, you were doing. I mean, you know these guys, but you did some extra research on them. Where was he born? Haiti. Good job. Yeah. Did you Did you read my Are you reading my sheet? Because I had that. I just forgot to say it. No, I did not. I'm not reading your sheet. I just was okay. pulling up some fast facts to add to yeah, the conversation. Fun fact, he was born in Haiti. I had that. So. All right. Next up. Kenny Moore, number 23. He's one of my favorite guys in the defense, honestly. Uh, undrafted guy from Valdosta State. Moore signed a four-year extension with the team worth over $30 million in new money, making him one of – I think he's the highest paid when you consider new money, but on top of it, he's I think he's like a top three um, <clears throat> slot corner paid-wise. Moore was picked by the Patriots in 2017 but did not make the roster. Shortly after that, the Colts picked him up. He's small, physical slot corner, but when I say physical, I really mean it. He had 95 tackles last year, 76 of them solo, and this guy's not even six foot. 
He had a forced fumble, three interceptions, four and a half sacks. He had three sacks in our two postseason games last year. Uh, he does a little bit of everything, and the man just turned 24 last week. Uh, Moore is my second favorite player on the defense. Uh, his tenacity, his ability to be everywhere is very impressive and uh, really fun to watch. Also, another great Instagram follow. Thoughts on Kenny Moore? Yeah, I mean, uh, still really young. Um, and like you just said, it just seems like he's always everywhere on the defensive side of the ball. Um, glad he got paid this off season, and I guess I'll have to go follow him on Instagram because I currently do not do that. So yeah, I'm, just, I'm taking I mean, notes. The Patriots, the Patriots are great at drafting. They have an amazing secondary. So this guy was just undrafted, and he just became the highest paid slot corner in the league. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. All right, next up. <clears throat> Quincy Wilson, number 31. I got a lot written here about him. <laughs> He's entering his third season with the team. Uh, Quincy's 23 years old, so he entered the league at 20 years old. After an incredible junior year in Gainesville, he rose on a lot of draft boards and came out after his junior year. He signed the four-year r- rookie deal, so I suspect he'll be on the team for at least the next two seasons. His rookie year for the Colts, he came into training camp overweight and out of shape. He was healthy scratch for eight games. I remember people criticizing Pagano for not playing him enough. Well, by all accounts, he was nowhere near ready to play. So going into last year, it was a lot of the same. The guy just did not understand the game and how to prepare. And then something changed. An Indy Star article last season written by Zach Kiefer, he, he explains how Wilson went to Mike Mitchell and begged him to help him understand the game. Uh, Mitchell was a guy brought in from Miami and in his first game balled out. And I, I'm pretty sure he was the defensive player of the week in the AFC in uh, Mitchell's first game. Wilson went right up to him and begged him to show him how he came in off the street and joined a team and made play after play. So after that point on, he had a very different tone approach to every game. And you could definitely see it. Uh, Mitch, I read this whole article and basically Mitchell just took him under his wing week by week and showed him everything he does. He has like a different film study every day. Like they'll go out and they'll just study like the first three downs and then, or the first two downs, you know, for a day, the next day it'll be third down. Then the next day he'll just do red zone tape. So Wilson's like fully took an advantage of that. Um, so after that point, he had a very different tone and approach to every game and you, you could definitely see it. I, I think Mitchell helped hooker a lot as well. So I look at Wilson, still 23 and coming off of a revival of sorts, and I honestly expect big things from him this season. Thoughts? So, yeah, so do you expect – so what do you – when you say you expect big things from him, to our yeah, listeners, define. I can see Wilson stepping in that one role and being fine. Maybe not you know, near as effective, but – for our second, he's going to be on the second corner, or he's going to be on the second guy, and, and I think you're going to see it's definitely going to be we're going to have a better you know pass defense all around. And Basically. so yeah, he was a he was a, a second round pick, and so yeah. there was a lot of expectations. That was from Ballard's first draft as a Colts GM. Yep. So a lot of expectations on Quincy coming out of the gate. A lot of Colts fans on Twitter, if you follow it, they're giving him shit constantly. Uh, especially first, you know, the first season and then part of last season. So um, do you think that was partially motivating to him as well? Just hearing all the noise from Colts fans saying that this guy sucks and we need to get rid of his ass. I don't know. He's, he's definitely kind of a cocky guy. I I was watching some uh, just YouTube clips of him when he was like coming out he was saying how he deserves to be the number one corner. He's got that edge to him. He just didn't really know how to prepare. 
And in that article by Kiefer, he mentioned that, you know, a lot of guys are too proud to admit they don't really know how to prepare like, you know, a professional or they think they got it all figured out. And, you know, Wilson really, he took a look at himself, especially after his rookie year. I mean, he was a healthy scratch in eight games. And that just doesn't happen for second round picks that you expect a lot out of, you know. Yeah. So I think I think he's a totally different player by all accounts, and he's got a new love for the game. So I, I don't know about him reading into like Colts Twitter. You know, I like to think they don't because that's probably toxic for them. But um, maybe, maybe, maybe we helped him out. Yeah, got to think so. I mean, those those people on Twitter that know everything. All right, next up, I got Nate Harrison, who was traded today. So we're gonna skip him. Oh uh, yeah, he, he was, was traded, traded to the he? Jets for a sixth round pick. We have nine picks in the next year's draft for the record. Let's go. What'd you say? I said, let's go. Next year. All right. Now, next up, we got Rocky Asin. Number 34. His full name is Abruhuma Iban Yasin. So, I mean, Rocky Asin for Indiana, that that's a lot better for me. <laughs> uh, he's a 23-year-old rookie. The Colts picked Yasin 34th in this year's draft. He is the final draft pick from the Jets trade last season for Sam Darnold. Um, Yasin is a two-time state champion wrestler in high school, and he was rated the most physical corner in his draft class. The thing with Yasin is he played three years at Presbyterian. Um, Presbyterian changed conferences and lost scholarship eligibility, so he went for Temple for one year. So it's still the question if he can be super effective at this level. One scout said that if he had just been at Temple for more years and he had the same tape, he would have been 20 spots higher in the draft. He would have been a top-20 pick. Like most of these guys, the coaching staff have been raving about him. Yusin has been taking starting reps in the nickel and has looked really strong. So I think this contributed a lot to the Harrison trade because they expect Yusin to just come in and ball out. So another young guy, very physical, perfect for this for this defense, and he's all about football. He's got the thickest neck I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited about him. And obviously the Colts, I believe they traded back. Uh, they traded their first-round pick. Uh, from this year's draft, and they tried to back, and they still selected him, and they were very pleased that he was still on the board. And then if you see, like, videos even out of training camp, I think he picked off, I can't remember exactly who it was, uh, it was a brissette pass, and he just literally tore the ball out of whoever the receiver was. I can't remember who it was, but he literally just tore the ball out of his – Yeah, 100%. yeah, he just tore the ball out of his hands and then ran it back. So, I mean, I'm very excited. And the other thing, too, is, I mean, he's a complete badass. He doesn't wear – any gloves or yeah. he, he doesn't wear like, you know, the bracelets or pads or anything like that. It's just all arms, baby. And you respect the hell out of that. Yeah. And, uh, people might think he's just like a slot corner replacement, but I mean, if you watch his tape, he is on the outside and he plays very physical and he, I'm very excited. He's probably, if I had to guess, he'd probably draw some flags this year more than you'd like to see just because of how physical he is. But I think he can definitely play. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Chris Milton, number 28, 26 years old out of Georgia Tech. The Colts signed Milton to a one-year cheap deal this past offseason. Milton played 55 snaps on defense and 268 on special teams. So he's kind of a a core special teams guy. Um, This will be Milton's fourth year with the team. That's all I really got on Milton. There's nothing that sexy about him. Like I said, he only played 55 defensive snaps, and he's more just – special teams guy and you know if there's an injury he'll be asked to do a little more 
Yep, you got to have these depth guys that you know haven't really had it made a splash and that you don't really have much info on because they haven't really done anything yet. But there you go, Chris Milton, baby. Two hundred and sixty-eight special team. When I saw that, I mean, how many? That's got to be almost. That's got to be all the special teams plays last year, right? Yeah, I would imagine. All right. And last but not least, this is a guy that I thought was going to get cut, but after today, it looks like Marvell Tell, fifth-round pick out of USC, 23 years old. He played safety at USC, so he's converting to corner, and he's going to be the last guy from all accounts and what everyone's saying. And, you know, they might not, they might only keep four, four uh, safeties as well, and maybe he'll play, you know, corner and safety some. So he's kind of – he's got a little uh, jack-of-all-trades in him on defense for that way, but – there's not much I know about Marvell Tell because I didn't think he was making the roster until about three hours ago. So that's all I have for wide receivers and cornerbacks. Um, any thoughts on Tell? Uh, no thoughts on Tell. He's got some some good hair. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Yeah. Uh, round the third. Marvell Tell the third, or is he the second? He's the third. So Marvell Tell the third. He. Uh, was pick 144 in this year's NFL draft. So, yeah, you know, I, like I said, it, it's not much. The, the only way that people are going to know who he is is if he comes in and actually does something this season. So, yeah. Marvell, you need to prove to us on this podcast uh, that, you know, next year when we do profiles that we have more to say about you besides your first and last name rhyming <laughs> and that you have a nice set of hair. That's all I got to say. Yeah, Marvell Tell. That is a good rhyming name. Yeah. So that's all you got for the profiles today. Yeah, because, I mean, cornerbacks and wide receivers, you're only keeping about maybe six of each. So yeah. there's not as many as uh, linemen and offensive linemen. And, but like I said, there's a lot of skill here for sure. We're still so young. It's crazy. Um, it's Like I said yesterday, it sucks we lost our franchise quarterback last week. Yep, that's uh, – I mean, I was very impressed that you even had profiles ready to go for this week because I just thought you would be so depressed that you wouldn't well, even – Well, honestly, I did them before the news. I think I did them before the news. Yeah. So. All right, so next so next episode, part three, that'll be linebackers, tight ends, and are we going to throw safeties in there as well or – Um, We still got to do cornerbacks or quarterbacks, running backs, safeties, and tight ends, and linebackers, right? Yes. Or did we do running backs? No, we didn't do running backs. We didn't backs, do running so. backs, so I could you could probably do your This might be a part four series. Yeah, I think it's a part four series. And we got plenty of time as well. The regular season starts in what, two weeks, so Yeah, the Colts play the Bengals Thursday, so is this coming out Thursday or Wednesday? It's coming out Thursday morning. So you got another one next week and then I believe part four we could release before uh, the NFL season starts. So two more two more parts now. We're adding an extra part. Is there any Pacers news we should cover? No, there's no Pacers news. Uh, that one guy was coming in at us hard on the Instagram page uh, saying that we were a Pacers podcast that just strictly covered Pacers and NBA. Well, it's the month of August, and I don't know what NBA news is out there. I'm not covering the World Cup bullshit. That's boring. I don't. I don't, I don't care about the USA team. That's about all. Yeah, that's all I care about. And I don't. I mean, I really. And Sabonis is playing too. I mean, there's there's players scattered all over. I don't know what's going on with this World FIBA Cup. I don't even know what it's called. I don't care. I'm not gonna watch it. So, uh, I just you know people just you know it, it just people. That's all I gotta say. You know, just sometimes they just they're just really get under my skin. 
you know, it's and it's like we're just not supposed to talk because the Pacers aren't doing anything. We can't talk about the Colts as well. It is it's just not even a good argument from that. Yeah, and I mean we're we're still putting out Pacers content. We're doing Pacers profiles right now. That three part series that I've been working on. So there's stuff coming out, and but you're not going to get you know any quality Pacers content until at least training camp starts. We've got the schedule. Nothing else is going to happen between now and training camp that's going to blow your mind Pacers-wise. So Unless Victor Oladipo says he's coming back and playing in the preseason games. That's the only thing that could happen. Or we traded for you know Anthony Davis or something like that. But yeah, you just you need to let us talk whatever we want to talk about. If I want to come in here and talk about you know a cooking class or anything like that, I mean we're going to talk about whatever we want, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Yep. That's going to wrap it up. And, uh, next, like Hawk just said, next episode is going to be tight ends and, uh, the linebacker position. Really excited about that. Um, especially because since luck just quit, I ordered a new Colts Jersey, Darius Leonard, white Jersey. Excited for that. Got a pretty good deal on it. Um, and then also next week, part three of the Pacers profile series, including the bigs, five big men. We have Goga, Miles Turner, Sabonis, Alizé Johnson, and TJ Leaf. That's going to wrap up the three part series on that. Really excited about that. Got all the research done today. So I'll record that sometime the next couple of days. But plenty of content coming your guys' ways. Thanks a lot to Hawk for looking at the cold stuff. Uh, That's going to wrap up our episodes here for the week. So you guys have a good Labor Day weekend. Get that extra day to relax and enjoy yourselves. And we'll be back next week with more player profiles. See ya.